Cover two. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my man, Hooman. How's it going today, Hooman? Well, I'm doing really well. Uh, we're getting ready for the end of the preseason, which is concluding tonight. And then we're entering what I consider to be draft season, because I think that's when most everyone is drafting between now and next Thursday, when the Bucks and the Cowboys kick it off. Yeah, and, you know, we're seeing some football happen again, like, right now, like we did last time. And I was actually really liking watching Sterling Shepard today, who hasn't been healthy at all, and he looks like he looked really good. Yeah, but that's with the New York Giants offense, and I'm really starting to not want any piece of that. I'm even kind of dropping Barkley where I have him ranked, and speaking of rankings, that's what we're going to be talking about. But I think the biggest news from this weekend, speaking of healthy, is J.K. Dobbins. Poor guy. Probably, in my opinion, I don't know if you know if Harbaugh should have been really playing the starters in that game. But J.K. Dobbins confirmed ACL tear, and he is out for the season. So if you have already drafted and you invested a pretty high draft capital into J.K. Dobbins, you are scrambling right now and hopefully – you had a shot at Gus Edwards or if he's on the wire, which I doubt he is. And we'll talk about that, but that's going to be a big problem. That's why I know last week or on one of the previous shows I had mentioned, personally, I like to draft kind of early to get my guys in, but this is a prime example of why you want to draft after the preseason games, typically because you do want to see what injuries sort out through the preseason games. And now that you have, you know, what you, what you went through with the actual tiers before, did you have him, what, tier three being J.K. Dobbs? I probably had him a little bit lower than that. I wasn't super high on that because I know the Ravens' backfield is not going to be super high priority. So I did have Dobbins. I had him just below Chris Carson, who I have in tier five. So he was in that range for me and not someone that I was really targeting unless I got great value for him. But... I mean, I know a lot of people have, and a lot of people were taking him, hoping on that second-year breakout, and it's it's terrible news, and we just we hope he gets back healthy next season. That's very true. And, you know, we, we hate to see it. You know, we've seen Cam Akers, uh, ETN, and now Dobbins. It's just, you know, a running back graveyard, and we're really hoping that that doesn't happen and continue to happen. Yeah, uh, it's keeping us in business, though, as far as having to adjust these rankings constantly, which hate to do under these types of circumstances. However, we are happy to do it because that's what we're here for. Let's talk about what we're going to do today. We're going to go over our quarterbacks and running backs, our top 12 quarterbacks, our top uh, 24 running backs, uh, going a little bit back to you know the beginning in a way, but getting you set up for your draft and maybe even comparing a little bit what we thought before and now as the season starts. Who are your top 12 quarterbacks? So I've got mine statted out for a six-point touchdown, six-point QB draft here. And if I'm starting at the very bottom, I guess I should probably start at the top because we all know who the top is, and that is definitely Patrick Mahomes. I've got Kyler Murray in that same tier with Patrick Mahomes. I would take Mahomes over Murray, but not for the draft capital that Mahomes is going for right now because we saw, I believe, in our last mock, he went in the first round or he's going typically in the second round. Murray, you could probably get in the third round. So I've got them in the same tier. I think Murray's going to probably end up as the QB1 this year. 
I got Mahomes one, Murray two, and that's the drop off of my tier one. And then tier two to round out my top six, I've got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, and then Aaron Rodgers for my top six, and that's my top two tiers. Yeah, and you know, for me, I'm I'm interested with that Tom Brady pick. I know that he's been going earlier and earlier, and that offense has been pretty aggressive. You know, for me, I'm with you with Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he's the number one quarterback. Um, I actually have Josh Allen in the same tier, especially after his performance in the last week. He is looking good. He's got some great receivers, and of course, his legs are going to really propel him. From there, my tier two, I actually have been down on him all preseason, but I think that Lamar Jackson, now that J.K. Dobbins is out, is going to be a better quarterback find for you in Tier 2 than Kyler Murray. So Kyler Murray is my fourth best quarterback. Then I have Dax in my Tier 2. So that's my top five and my top two tiers. So who's your six? Since we're doing 12, let's go half and half. Sure, no problem. So my six, who's my first in my Tier 3, would be Aaron Rodgers. He still is, to me, the best quarterback in this league. Uh, but obviously the problem with fantasy football is you need legs. He's not going to get you those uh, many touchdowns, maybe one or two on the ground because he's running it in on a bootleg or he's, you know, sn- uh, sneaking it in. But for the most part, Aaron Rodgers, with his, his all his different little targets, he's going to have a great year. Totally agree with what you said about Lamar Jackson. I did equate the J.K. Dobbins loss by giving him a little bit of a bump. It wasn't enough to push him above Josh Allen or near Kyler Murray. And as far as Tom Brady, I, I just I don't see, you know, injury withstanding him having a season this year that he is not going to put up loads of fantasy points. We saw with the last third of the season last year where he really got comfortable with the offense and with the players around him, you know, we saw an offense that was just clicking on all cylinders. And from just the little sample size we saw from preseason so far, he still looks like, you know, it's Tom Brady and where the Bucks left off at the end of the season. So we have seen him rising in ADP, but if you're able to get him in that seventh, eighth round area, that to me, that's going to be a steal. So uh, moving on, my seven through 12 here, this is the start of my tier three, which is Russell Wilson at seven. I've got Dak Prescott at eight. Now, I think Dak's going to have a pretty great bounce back year here and coming back. You know, he was on pace to throw an insane amount of yards. I think it was 6,000 yards was his pace that he was on before his injury. So I think he's going to bring great value. So I've got him in, in that seventh position. Then I've got Justin Herbert at eight, still in tier three. And then right behind him, I've got Ryan Tannehill rounding out my tier three, giving me my 10 players. And then 11 and 12 are the top of my tier four. 11 is Jalen Hurts. I still am buying into Jalen Hurts in that eighth, ninth round. He's got that high floor. Even though they did trade for Gardner Minshew the other day, I don't think that's really going to hurt Jalen Hurts' value in fantasy unless, you know, Hurts is just playing terribly and he's going to get pulled and that's going to kill his fantasy value anyways. I don't think them bringing in Minshew is necessarily going to do that. I think they brought him in more as an insurance. And then my QB12 rounding out our QB1s is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and all good ones. You know, I'm actually with you at number seven with Russell Wilson. Um, I had a hard time between him and Aaron Rodgers going six and seven, but they are basically tied in my tier three as my one and two. Then I do have Tom Brady. I agree with you 100%. Tom Brady is in that the upper tiers of quarterbacks. He's getting higher and higher every week. 
I actually have Jalen Hurts as my number nine. Uh, I'm I don't know if I'm sipping the Kool Aid uh, that you keep sharing, uh, but you know we haven't really seen him in the preseason. But I just think that with that offense, the way that they're going to do, they're going to rely on him a lot. And uh, then I have Justin Herbert at ten. Um, I'm big on Matthew Stafford at eleven. I think with that offense, they're going to throw the ball. And then I am with you with Ryan Tannehill. He rounds out my tier four at twelve. Okay, so it sounds like we have similar guys in there. So the only re- only really switch out we had is I've got Cousins in my top 12. You've got Stafford in your top 12. But for the most part, it sounds like we're kind of on the same page. And i uh, got a question for you, Will. Uh, for me personally, outside of, I think, my top 11, if I don't walk away from the draft with one of my top 11 picks, so within those first eight, nine rounds, I'm going to take a punt on the quarterback position. I will probably then wait till the last round and see what's left and maybe just go with a streaming quarterback system as far as, you know, see who I can stream week one and maybe draft that quarterback in the very last round and then just go to streaming and maybe see if I can find lightning in a bottle somewhere. Because to me, there's a big cliff that falls off after that, to me, 11th pick, maybe even that 12th player. Because if I'm talking about choosing between, you know, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, uh, I don't even know who else to say after those two guys, because that's how far it drops off. I would even be and if you guys are out there getting ready to draft, don't be surprised if you see Trey Lance starting to get drafted. We saw it in our last mock draft where it was the first time we've done the mock draft where Trey Lance was picked. I think he's going to start rising up. But he's one of those guys where if he hasn't been drafted, I would take the shot on him in that 13th round or Justin Fields just to see if they pan out. But you would definitely need to find someone to stream week one as those two aren't, you know, quote unquote, projected to start week one. But we know they're going to be eventually in there. No, I agree with you. And and I actually would put uh, one of the guys that I said very early on preseason, one of my number ones, but Joe Burrow, he was basically tied with Ryan Tannehill for me, but I think Tannehill has the more of the weapons um, and Burrow's just really just getting back his feet basically. Um, but I am really intrigued with Zach Wilson. He's looked good in the preseason. He is the guy they're going to rely on him to move his feet. He's going to be able to throw to some decent receivers in Corey Davis. And he's he's got a, a cool little mix of a running game. I just feel like he could be one of those sleepers that I might take a chance on or go with the tried and true Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he's got so many weapons in Johnson and Claypool. Of course, Najee Harris is there. So I agree with you. You could take a shot at the dark at the end, and I think those guys will still be there at the very end of the draft. I, I really like the Zach Wilson suggestion there. That's someone that we know. I mean, I was speculating with Lance and Fields and waiting for them to take over. We know Zach Wilson is going to be the starter day one. It's just a matter of if he can put up those numbers. And, you know, if you miss out and you don't want to take one of these other quarterbacks, he's someone you can definitely wait till your last round to pick because I haven't seen him drafted once in a mock draft yet. And I don't know if that's the stink of the New York Jets on him or what, but, you know, he has looked pretty decent in the preseason. So, He's someone that you could take that shot on. Very true. And so let's look at some running backs. I'm going to start with my top six. My top six running backs. We all know that Christian McCaffrey is number one. Uh, he might even be a tier by himself. But for me, he's my tier one. Um, I have him with Dalvin Cook. Derek Henry is my number three. 
Alvin Kamara is moving up on my board. I actually was against Alvin Kamara for a while, but now with the Jameis starting um, in week one, I'm really loving Kamara and his ability that, you know, Michael Thomas is in there. He's going to be a major full, uh, full point of this offense. Then I have Zeke. Zeke has looked really good, especially if you watch Hard Knocks. He's thinned out. He looks ready to go. And then finally, that's my tier one. My tier two, beginning of tier two, Aaron Jones. Touchdown machine. Green Bay Packers going to have a great offense this year, especially with my quarterback number seven. And so I really enjoy and think that Aaron Jones is going to be a star in my tier two. Yeah, those are your top six, huh? Those are my top six. Okay, so ours are pretty similar. I, the difference here is I've got Henry a little bit lower. I'm I am statting my guys out for either half point or full full point PPRs. Uh, and Henry, yeah, I, I, he's gonna have a good season. Is is he gonna have a season better than he had last year? I don't think so. I think he's maybe due for some regression. You know, they they brought in Julio Jones. They've they're starting to tailor the offense a little bit more to obviously it is run based off of what Henry does because they do run a play action offense. However, you know, their offensive coordinator is gone now in Atlanta. Is it just going to be the same? I don't think so. I think he's going to drop off a little bit. So here's my rankings. I've got Christian McCaffrey at number one, and he is in a tier all by himself. You will not get a running back that you can compare to the fantasy value you will get with Christian McCaffrey because you're going to get the, obviously the rushing volume, but to get the pass game volume that he gets with a hundred plus targets that sets him clear and away for me as a tier one all by himself. And it's not even close starting off in my tier two. I've only got two running backs in there. Dalvin cook at number two and then Alvin Kamara at number three. I am also a little bit higher on Kamara now that, you know, with, especially with Michael Thomas being gone, with an established quarterback in there now that, you know, we've seen Jameis play. We know that he does use the running back out of the backfield as well. So I think it's safe to go with Kamara at that third. And that's the end of my tier two. Then starting off tier three, that's where I've got Zeke at the very top there, almost pushing into a tier two. I think Zeke's going to have a great bounce back this year, this year. I think that offense with Dak healthy, with Cooper in there, with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin at tight end. They've got a pretty good offensive line as well. I think he's going to have a great bounce back year this year. And then at number five is where I do have Derrick Henry. Uh, I, I think this is where he'll have his, you know, standalone rushing value. He, he's not that involved in the passing game. Not too many targets. I believe he only had 25, 30 targets this past season. So that's why he's at number five. And then I also do have Aaron Jones at number six. I think with the, the certainty that Aaron Rodgers is playing this year, that definitely boosts his value up. We talked about on the last episode, Jamal Williams is gone. He's going to take over those passing down targets. He's That's not going to go to AJ, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon will just be in there to spell Aaron Jones, maybe you know steal some of the goal line work. But I think Aaron Jones is going to have an even better season than he did last year. 100%. And, you know, as we talk about, our, we have the top six the same as far as the people. You know, looking at it, if you had that number five pick and you had to get Derrick Henry, like you were pushed to get Derrick Henry, I know you wouldn't be upset with it because uh, you've got a consistent player every single week that hasn't missed many games um, in his career on the last couple of years. So that's even better because the other guys, you know, the Christian McCaffrey's, the Cooks, they have been injured. Zeke had been injured. So I feel like Derrick Henry, that's why I have him a little higher, just because of his willingness to go out there and play every week and his, you know, non-injury prone. But going into my 
my next six. I have Nick Chubb at number seven. I'm still loving Saquon. He's fallen back on my board. Uh, but when he's healthy, I think he'll jump up at the fantasy points just because he is the focal point of that offense. Austin Eckler is there at number nine. And then I have Jonathan Taylor. This is still at the end of my tier two. My tier two are these are the guys that I'm looking at in that second round that I feel like have that same kind of value. Could be breakouts. And another reason he's in the end is because I just don't trust his offense. So that's why he is there. Najee Harris starts off my tier three. He is going to play every single down. And so for me, that's the reason why he's there. And then I ended out with Antonio Gibson at number 11 and then Chris Carson. That's nice, impressive top 12 you've got there. Mine is picking up at number seven. This is where I have Austin Eckler at number seven. I'm very high on Austin Eckler. I think he's going to have a stellar year this year. He's with Justin Herbert. We know loves to throw it down the field. We know that he was targeting Eckler when Eckler was healthy. I think Eckler's going to be working in the pass game, going to be working in the running game. I, I just see him having tons of volume this year, so I love him at the seventh. Behind him, I've got Saquon Barkley, and this is rounding out my tier three at number eight. Not super high on Barkley. If I'm sitting in a position where I'm staring at Barkley or Eckler, I'm 100% taking Eckler. Just after Barkley, this is where my tier four starts. My ninth running back on the board is Nick Chubb. Love that offense. Love the offensive line. Not too happy. I think Chubb would be a lot higher for me if Kareem Hunt wasn't involved on that team. But even with Kareem Hunt, we know Nick Chubb's going to be super involved, hyper-involved. And with a team that has a good offense and a great offensive line, I think he's going to bring awesome value to that nine spot. Right after him, I've got Joe Mixon, which I think a lot of people may be pretty low on. I just think he's going to have a high-volume year this year. Uh, Gio Bernard's out of the equation now. He's really the only guy there. You know, he'll get more work on the third down plays. And especially if Joe Burrow's healthy the whole season, I think Mixon's going to have a great bounce back year. And that's someone you can get value on in that late second round. After Mixon at the 11 spot is where I've got Najee Harris. He has this preseason slowly climbed up for me. And that's someone that I feel like may not escape a lot of first rounds come draft day. I'm hoping that he's somewhere in there in that, mids you know mid to high second round to where you could double up and get one of those first round talents and then at number 12 is where i've got jonathan taylor i know a couple weeks ago i was a little low on him with wentz being out for an indefinite period of time but now that the timeline's moved up and wentz is projected to be playing sooner you know i'm back in on taylor's in in some regard we know that Hines and marlon mack are still going to be involved but from the sample that we saw last year from taylor he is a good running back that is a great offensive line so his value will be there yeah interesting you know i know that we when we first started this preseason you were big on jonathan taylor and i feel like he's been slowly slipping for you yeah absolutely just taking a look at the indie offense and some of the issues they're having and what's going on over there not a huge fan of wentz uh and as soon as we start getting reports that naeem hines will be more involved that marlon mack is coming back healthy and he's looking good i think that's gonna take away a little bit from jonathan taylor gotcha well uh, i had a hard time with the chris carson joe mixon pick in my in my tier and 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 for my number 12 so he's actually my 13 there's joe mixon i want to see a little bit more i felt like with everything that happened last year he was kind of pushed aside and wasn't given the opportunities that he 
wanted or needed. So I'm hoping that he's going to come back strong and prove me wrong and be on top 10 running back this season. Uh, then I have James Robinson coming up higher on my board because obviously we you know they, they lost Travis Etienne. He was a top 10 running back last year, and now he's the sole guy. So I'm liking James Robinson again. I have David Montgomery ending out my tier three. You know, the Bears offense, he looked really good at the end. A little bit of a, a weaker schedule um, at the end of the season last year, but I'm I'm so, I'm still in on David Montgomery even with the backup that's there. My tier four uh, starts with Daryl Henderson. He's the lead back and L- in L.A. That offense with you know all their weapons i think that matthew stafford's going to love having a run game which if you look at the stats in this last preseason game they went over his run games and he finished 31 31 32 in his career having a guy in a line that can actually do it i think they're going to use a little bit more let me interject here did you see the news of sony michelle getting traded to the rams yes i know that sony michelle got, did get traded there i i think sony michelle is going to be that third down back which would be okay. great for them, but I don't, don't think that's going to kill Henderson's value. Okay, all right. And then we've got, of course, Miles Sanders for me. Uh, then I have Miles Gaskin. You know, Miles Gaskin has been moving up my board because of them not having anybody else. He's really going to play all three downs, and if that offense gets it rolling, Miles Gaskin could have a good year. Yeah, and uh, as we're getting through here, we're the. I think we're you left off at with the cute or the running back 18 is kind of where we're entering the running back dead zone where I don't want to be caught in. And that's why you've seen the mock drafts we've done. I've stayed pretty running back heavy in those first couple, even three rounds. If I get a shot at these early running backs, because they, there is a cliff where they're falling off and that's where we're going to get into here soon, but not just yet because I'm still in my tier four with number 13. That's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I talked about him a couple episodes ago, as far as his values, for me is pretty high up there despite that little injury he had he i think it's just gonna be a minor setback and he'll be getting the season started off well he i think he's gonna have a great bounce back season he had a great rookie season i think he just let a lot of people down based on where they drafted him and what they were expecting out of him and he just didn't get a lot of touchdowns he didn't get a lot of red zone goal line work but he had a really good rookie season to where if you drafted him instead of in the first round last year you draft him in that third fourth or fifth round you'd have been super happy so i think he took a little bit of a hit on that and i've got him here at 13 at 14 rounding out my tier four is antonio gibson who i absolutely love and i wish i could put him higher i'm just a little bit worried with a ryan fitzpatrick coming in uh with jd mckissick being uh, still wanting them wanting to make him a part of that offense and then also you know the insertion of curtis samuel who was a kind of a jack-of-all-trades in Carolina and did even run out of the backfield a lot. So that worries me a little bit about Gibson, but I know that Gibson can be the ground guy, and I know he can be a pass volume guy. So he's someone that I really hope I can target in that second round if I have a late first-round pick and then get him on the turn. That ends my Tier 4, and then entering Tier 5, I've got David Montgomery as the top of my Tier 5 at pick – I'm sorry, running back 15. And to me – I've got one more spot before I enter our running back dead zone. And Chris Carson rounds that out at 16. And I know I still have two more picks here before it's your turn to go again, but I love Chris Carson. I think Pete Carroll's really going to be focusing on the, you know, getting the running game solidified this year and using the run to set up the pass as opposed to what they did last year. So I'm happy with Chris Carson there at 16 
And then for me, this is kind of where we're entering the running back dead zone where I want to get two of those guys in the first two rounds because from here on out, my next guy that I've got at number 17 is DeAndre Swift, who I would even be happy getting Jamal Williams late in the draft. So if I'm happy getting Jamal Williams late in the draft, what does that say about getting DeAndre Swift in the second or third round? Uh, And then after him, I've got at number 18, I've got Chase Edmonds, who, again, some people are happy getting James Conner late in the drafts. But I'd be a little bit more comfortable taking Chase Edmonds earlier on in that third round, only because, you know, it's not known yet what Conner can do there. We've seen Edmonds be hyper-targeted and hyper-utilized in that offense. It just didn't work out so well last year for an Arizona running back. But he could have that bounce back year this year. And that rounds out my top 18. And that also rounds out my tier five. You know, going into your back to your tier four with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, that is my number 19. And the only reason for that is that offense is more pass heavy. His lack of usage last season, um, and of course, his ankle injury, I think he'll be fine, be ready for week one. But he's at my number 19. Then I have uh, Chase Edmonds. Uh, Chase Edmonds is my. My number 20. And then that's where we talked about it earlier. It, here is Gus Edwards rounding out my tier five. Gus Edwards is going to have that chance that number one carries. And so with that offense being a running offense, I think that they'll have some opportunities to get him started, get him going. And he's going to have some, some different touchdowns. And, you know, I think he'll, he'll really help out that offense. Um, and then, of course, your favorite guy, Raheem. The dream and tier six. Um, I am really big on him. I really love that offense, especially that loves to run the ball. And then I finish out with Mike Davis and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is one of those guys that he should be a lot higher on my board. I think he's actually a steal as your third running back that you should look at because they're. I know that they have Drake there and they paid him a lot of money, but Jacobs had a solid year last year. And I don't think that Drake's going to take that much from Jacobs. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a much better year this year than he did last year, despite the fact they brought Drake in. I think Gruden's going to want to really, you know, like he's always said, pound the rock and get that running game going. I think he brought in Drake to be a, you know, give Jacobs a little bit of competition in that backfield, keep this running game going. And that's why I actually do have Josh Jacobs at my 19th spot, which is a lot higher than you have him. Just because I think, you know, they're missing a lot of pieces there. Yeah, of course they have Darren Waller, but I I really think they're going to focus on the run game this year and that Josh Jacobs is going to finally have that breakout. So I've got him at number 19. I've got Miles Sanders at number 20. This is my tier six now. I'm sorry. Josh Jacobs was the top of my tier six. I've got Miles Sanders at 20. I'm not super excited about Miles Sanders just because he's got the potential to be, you know, one of our top running backs. But it just hasn't worked out for him. And maybe this year it's going to finally start to click, and we'll see. I'm a little bit worried they brought Kenny Gainwell in and they drafted him because they clearly brought Gainwell in to be the passing down running back where you would have hoped Miles Sanders could have been the guy, but they clearly invested that high draft pick, draft capital in Kenny Gainwell. So that worries me a little bit with Sanders, but I've got him slotted at 20. At 21, I do have Mike Davis. One of the guys that we've talked about all offseason while we've been doing mock drafts that to have as a third running back, if you're able to get Mike Davis, you're getting that guaranteed volume. 
And then at 22, this is where I had a little bit of a change of, I guess, reasoning where I, now I've got James Robson here at 22. I, it was someone that he had fallen off for me because of Travis Etienne. But now that, you know, with the unfortunate injury to Etienne, Robinson's back in the play for me to get as a RB2 or, or even as RB3. And then at 23, this is where I've got Raheem Mostert. So I've got Raheem Mostert here. And I know that they have lots of running back talent there with they, you know, they drafted Trey Sermon with a third round pick. They've got Jeff Wilson coming back. You know, they have great talent there. And, you know, I was just watching the 49ers game today and Raheem Mostert just looks so good. They have such a great offensive line. And I think if Mostert stays healthy, he will keep those guys just coming in to relieve him. Uh, he's a guy that can get, you know, 15 to 20 carries a game and still get work in the passing game. So I do like him in that 23rd spot, especially if he's staying healthy. And then at 24, this is where I've given Gus Edwards the bump just because of, you know, we had JK Dobbins, you know, much higher than this. And now with Dobbins being gone, Edwards is really the only thing in town besides Lamar Jackson. So Edwards gets that big bump for me and he's my running back 24 that starts off my tier seven. So I had Mostert ending out my tier six and then Gus Edwards starting off tier seven. So who would be somebody that is a backup right now without their starter going down that you would draft at the end of your draft? The clear and obvious answer here is I don't, and I don't think he'll be at the end of any drafts. And that's Tony Pollard because he, Tony Pollard has standalone value, even with Zeke having an outstanding year, even if Zeke has a great year, Tony Pollard still comes in, and when he comes in, he performs. So that would be the obvious answer for me. But if we're talking about maybe a deep sleeper in a sense, maybe Jarek McKinnon. Uh, I, I think that's someone where even though I've got Clyde Edwards-Alaire so high, that that could be something. He's one of those Andy Reid type of guys where he could be that guy that comes in on third downs and still has a great season because of that offense. Gotcha. Well, we've been talking about him. You even said him about him today. And Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is my guy as far as I really want to draft him at the very end of my draft, maybe even the 12th round to get him because I do think that he will actually stand out in that offense. I'm just not a big fan of DeAndre Swift. I think his rookie year, yes, it was his rookie year, but I just, I'm really big on Jamal Williams, especially in that offense of Green Bay last year. And then I actually love Philip Lindsay. They've been, the talks have been coming more and more that he is probably going to be that starter. So I really think that Philip Lindsay is somebody that you guys should really look at, really target the late of your draft. Yeah, I love both of those, actually. I think Lindsay or Williams. Late in drafts with, you know, maybe that second to last pick or third to last pick, I, I think they would bring some great value. And it's kind of like what I've talked about before. It's that scratch off lottery ticket where, you know, both offenses are projected to be terrible. So they'll both teams will have negative game scripts, which means they'll be playing from behind, which means that the guys that can catch the ball will be on the field. And Lindsay is pretty good at catching the ball, even though they've got David Johnson, they're slotted to probably be that guy. But Jamal Williams for sure will be that guy. And I think that could be a really good sleeper pick there. Well, we're going to come back in just a, a couple next episode. We'll go over your 
Um, big picks for your wide receivers, your tight ends, your pass catchers. But as we go forward, just make sure, like always, to hit us up on Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And where can they hit us up on Instagram, Human? Will, they can find us at Cover 2 Fantasy Football. And uh, we've actually got a mailbag question that we'll be doing on our next episode that a listener had asked us on our Instagram page. And that's Cover 2, the number, Fantasy Football. And we'll see you guys there. And like always, cover two. Cover two.